Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Do It In 20 Challenge, which is happening right now inside Marybody Online Studio. What is it, Emmy? It is 20 days of yoga and Pilates classes, meditations, and the best bit is that you'll do it in around 20 minutes a day. So we're so excited. It's already pumping inside Marybody Online Studio. But do not fret. You are not too late. You can come mm-hmm. and join the fun over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash merry dash body to join in on the challenge. All you have to do is become a Marybody member. So this is our online yoga, Pilates and meditation studio. Oh, I'm so excited. Bring it on. All right, let's get into today's episode. This is 253 on the Get Married podcast. Welcome to the show. Oh, we're always excited to be here and grateful for your ears as always. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, I hope you've had the most epic day slash evening slash afternoon wherever you are. Tell us about it. We want to yeah. know. Take a selfie of you listening to this podcast and send it to us. Yes, we'd love to see it. Right now, <laughs> we're sitting in the studio. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing posters of Jimi Hendrix. What David, have we got? Bowie. David Bowie. We need to add to it. There's seeing a drum, drum kit. kit. There's a microphone. Oh, yeah. wait, I'm holding a microphone. So this is what happens when you start dating a musician. Good job, Emmy. <laughs> Not only that, we get epic dreamy guitar meditation music. So. And n- now we just like, can you make us more and more and more? <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> uh, no, we are excited to be here. It's a cloudy day here on the Gold Coast. It's a, a, a balmy 22 degrees. Though. I know. Call like, this winter. We cannot. I know. And it's the middle of June. Gosh. Like, I mean, we are two Canberra girls. <laughs> we're just two we're, Canberra girls. We're just two- <laughs> Grew up in the south side, Fadden, the suburb of Fadden. Oh, oh, yeah. those were the days. They were. So you, as if you know anything about uh, Australia and you know where Canberra is located, you know it's down south, which means it's quite cold. Our uh, original winters of life would be spent <laughs> waking up to minus four, minus oh six. God. And, you know, when we had our first cars, they weren't in the carport because no. there were so many cars in our house. Oh there was God. like four. <laughs> and so our two cars would be on, on the long driveway that we had um, with our in our house that we grew up in. And if we would wake up early, there would be like five mil of ice on the but, on the windscreen. But the best thing was that dad would just come to the rescue, like start the cars for us and like... <laughs> Get the water, the jugs of water. Mind you, like, (laughs) sometimes it would take a long time. Be like, oh, my God, Dad, I'm running really late. (laughs) Like, I'm late for school. I'm late for work. Well, it was always so good. So good. And the thing is, because it was quite dangerous if you were to drive around with ice, which I I know that we used to do this. We do not condone this. Like, don't do that. Definitely get a jug of cold water. Cold. It should be cold, not hot, because then you'll crack the windscreen. And get rid of the ice. Yeah, because we rem- remember how we just like use our windscreen wipes, <laughs> and then 
we'd wreck the windscreen wipers. And then there'd be like a little hole of ice that you could see out of. Yes. And then there'd be two of us who were driving together. I'd oh be like, can you just watch out your side? Like, oh my God. This is ridiculously dangerous now I'm remembering back. We did it all the time. Mm, yeah. Thanks, Dad, for helping us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, anyway, that's not what today's episode is No, but is about. I just also wanted to – also, I feel like – you know what was cool about living where we lived? Mm. Like we lived in front of like this bushland yeah. and we would see kangaroos all the time. Like for our people who are overseas, like I know like for Australians, the kangaroos like, Mwah. but it's pretty cool. Mm. Like I remember one day I walked to school and I got surrounded by like 20 kangaroos and this is I was not a joke. frightened. Yeah, they're quite big. Oh, when you're surrounded by them, it's yeah. terribly frightening. Another <laughs> thing I remember is we used to have this bird bath oh, growing yeah. up and, you know, when it was cold. <laughs> Actually, it was our neighbour's bird bath. <laughs> it was Erica's bird bath. Uh, she had a beautiful garden. She still does because mum and dad still live there. Uh, and so there was this bird bath and we would walk to school every day and on the cold days we'd be so excited to check if the bird bath had frozen over. And then we'd go and like, crack, it. crack it and pick up pieces of ice and walk to school holding the ice. It's <laughs> so weird. Kids are so weird. So weird. We just find the things. One other thing I really liked about – Canberra and not necessarily like feeling it but seeing it like was when the grass the grass would be frozen oh yeah and it would be like like so icy and And like snow almost I know and remember walking on it that crunch yeah I like that noise crunch crunch and then also but then your shoes would be so wet and your socks would be wet and you'd be really like why did I do that it's awful and your feet would smell (laughs) yeah like grassy wet damp ew oh the worst thing was like when you would play PE and it was like a wet oval and you slipped and you fell and you were (sighs) wet for the rest of the day my like God. your wet chuck pants. God, it was such hardships being a child <laughs> growing up in Bannon. <sighs> I'm kidding, really. What a what a, thing. What what a, a great ra- Yeah, I mean, Canberra is honestly, I feel like Canberra is, and I know it's been rated one of the best cities in the world, when upon reflection, I'm very glad I grew up in Canberra. Has it really been rated one of the best cities yes. in the world? Oh, it's that's been cool. It's growing. It's no, getting I, up there on the list. I love Canberra, but like for someone who is – so impacted by the cold weather Mm. i'm just a better person in a warmer climate like i really am no i agree and i i I am so grateful for growing up there though yeah it was a very um it was just lovely good and safe and it was a very like great opportunities as well we love Canberra, and we will go back soon. Yay! Yeah, because the borders are opening on the tenth of July, so we're so excited about that. So we'll see you soon, Mum and Dad, and, and Canberra people that wants to see us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Do you want to see us? But we're not talking about that today. Today, I was excited actually. I got a message from Emma this morning, and she was like, "We should talk about this on the podcast today." I, it got me thinking, and I was like, "Hmm." This is a really cool topic and I think it's something that we are all kind of told to reflect upon. Like, you know, what are our strengths Mm. in what are our weaknesses and that kind of thing Mm. and what are we good at? And uh, I guess it comes, yeah, under those – what's the word that you use? Skills. Mm. Like what skills are like your your good ones and what skills are your not-so-good ones? But then also the question that you posed to me today was what what are the most underrated skills so like what are the skills that say for instance you have emma that maybe are actually we underrate them yeah i think there's so many and i think it's um important to talk about them and reflect on them 
Because these underrated skills that we might not be cultivating and uh, growing, growing, mm. like they might be the most important skills because they're like the connector ones or they put it all together. One other thing though with that, not just that they're like underrated, but like that we just don't even like that you don't cultivate. We might have them and not realise the potential that that skill has to impact something. Yeah, and we we might even be using it and that's fine and that's cool but not realising, wow, like that's so good that I have that skill because that is part of the success of whatever I'm trying to do. And, I mean, like we have a whole big list and I think like between the two of us we have them all. Like I don't have them all. (laughs) I mean, like just look, we're so amazing. Uh, Together we're a dream team. (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't mean it like like that. that. I know. But But no, I just want to say. But no, I just think you telling asking me that question made me uncomfortable because I was like, oh, I don't know what skills I have. Like, oh. Oh, no, I know, skills. but isn't that interesting how I felt that? Yeah, this is another <laughs> thing that I want to mention is because I think sometimes we're really hard on ourselves. Yeah. Like that we think if we – because I'm going to just talk about overrated skills for a moment because okay. I think it's also important. Oh, I like this. I, think I like where this podcast is going already. Because we have to think if we're talking about underrated, well, yeah. what are the overrated skills and what Good are the idea. things that we think we need in order to be successful? Yes, yeah. Because like, sometimes we think – I need to have a bachelor degree in yes. something. I need to be really smart. I need yeah. to be like knowledge smart in order to yeah. be successful. Wrong. Well, <laughs> and I think, you know, it's all in, it changes depending on what industry. Yeah, the yeah. field. I mean, like, obviously, if you're a surgeon, yeah, you probably please need. Go to yeah, please university. do that. Don't just cut anyone open. Uh, but no, like, let's, there's, you definitely do not need to have a uni degree to be successful no. in, a, in, a field I'll just say that like you can be successful doing something Mm -hmm. else that does not require a bachelor degree and I think you know a perfect perfect example would be something that we're doing or something maybe like marketing like I don't necessarily think you need to go to uni for three years to get a marketing degree marketing degree I think you can almost do it all yourself if you are inclined if you're a natural marketer Mm. If you are interested in human behavior, psychology, slash you Mm -hmm. uh, consumer behavior, like boom. Like if you You have those general interests, you are going to learn because you're going to learn from documentaries. You're going to learn from Instagram, just scrolling. You're going to learn from movies. Everything everything you watch will will inspire you and educate you because we are living in a marketed world, a consumer-driven world. (laughs) Yeah. What was I watching? I was watching uh, Ozark. It's my new show at the moment moment on Ooh. Netflix and there was this scene where they were at the vending machine and perfectly outrolled a can of something. Pepsi. No. Coke. Yes. Coca-Cola. I wasn't gonna say their brand. Oh sorry. We're not we're not condoning, condoning this. That. We do not drink it. And like it was perfectly framed, perfectly rolled out, that little open, the little Oh my and God. I was like, wow, what an advertisement. And now did you feel like, were you like connected? Like, mm, no. <laughs> remember, remember, yeah, remember when we used to drink cans of Coke every day? Yeah. And, and I, man, I love that can and I of Coke. Think, I think it's interesting. Like if you have that kind of mind, you're yeah. going to notice those things. If you don't, you don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Either no, either. You'll notice it, but you'll probably be like, oh, now I'm craving a can of Coke. Yeah. But you won't realise. <laughs> I think you either realise you're getting marketed to or you don't. Yeah. And I mean like. 
whatever. It'd probably be nicer if you didn't notice oh and just God, like buy you. the Coke and enjoy the life. Exactly. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, mm. <laughs> one thing I had a conversation but with. But don't drink with, it, actually. Uh, yeah, do not have that. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's other cola varieties you can yes. have that are much better for you, like kombucha and other things. Uh, and they're yum. They're really yum. I've had them before. So I was having a conversation with Joel about like studying and I was saying to him that I think it would be cool if I could go back to uni and study the same thing I studied and I think I would be I would be so much more like interested in it yeah. because I would have had all of these like life experiences yeah. and things to like add and examples to see where they were talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. When I was studying uni, I was literally like, can this be over? Like, I'm I ready. Know. Like, give me a tick and I'm out the door. I like, know. that's what I was like. And now I'm like, oh, like, wow. And I think- But that's because of your learnings through yoga and life. Yeah, I know. Because now you realise you do it for the sake of doing it. Like, you don't do the uni degree to get to the <laughs> end. You do the uni degree to learn, to yeah. enjoy but because and the life were, experience, yeah. so like I just feel like there would yeah. be so much more to add, and I'd be able to understand it better. Because I think sometimes when we're doing uni degrees, especially when we're younger, like we just we just want to get it ticked off. We want to go party. We want to get it ticked off. We want to just get that sheet of paper. But we never really understand what we're learning. Well, no. I know I didn't. Well, because the only way to learn truly is to via experience. It's like mm. you need to take the stuff you learn and put it into action. And I mean, this is I am so for this. Like I am the worst student out there I suck at being a student because all I want to do like I need like to have the task I need to tick it Mm. off I need to really want to do it as well so like okay there were units at uni I didn't even finish my degree but one more semester one more no one more unit one more unit literally oopsie but I remember two thousand dollars though yeah I was like (laughs) stuff that I'll put it in my business we were like a year into business and just quit our jobs there was no way we could spend I couldn't I could not spend two thousand dollars on a uni degree that I did no longer require (laughs) not a degree a unit yeah unit uh I'd paid for the rest damn it uh but what was I saying? Yeah, the brand unit, brand, yeah. I loved it. The the, the creative writing on like cities. cities. Oh, my God. Like, that was, like, pure bliss mm. to me. Then there were other ones that were just, like, oh, I remember my God, I did statistics boring. and I was, like, why oh am I doing statistics? I statistics? I'm studying I communication. It's, like, why like, do I need Can this? I leave? Uh I'd always be like, I'd be the student who like, I think I have recognized prior learning for this. <laughs> you were one of those. I think I have RPL for this. Can I just show you something that I've done? Oh, uh, my God. And they'd be like, yeah, no, that doesn't work. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Did work for one, though. Work, work for, for one. shot. Definitely. I always say, if you don't ask, you don't get. Okay, other overrated uh, skills. I, Give me some. Oh, gosh, gosh. I am just what like right now. I'm thinking like a logo on a website. It is an overrated skill. Yeah, like 100%. you don't need a logo, but that's like not really a skill. Like it, it's an overrated. It's a thing. great skill to have if you can create yeah. an epic logo. Oh but God, yes. I think it's a thing that many people who are creating businesses mm. or personal brands or whatever mm. they focus so much on this this yeah. logo. It's like no, I just probably not it's the not best. Where the brand is. Yeah. That's not what your brand is. Yeah. A brand is not a logo. A logo is part of a brand. A brand is about your messages, about the way you speak about your photos about so much more yeah it's about how you're perceived yeah not a logo but i'm trying to think of overrated i've got another one okay yeah go. um you're like i'm like dang it i feel the space stuck, like. no i've got one okay so when you're in a in a room of people mm-hmm. and you're networking and mm-hmm. you're scanning the room and you notice this really loud confident oh. appearing person every, all eyes on them and you're like oh wow they must be really good at what they do. Overrated. 
<laughs> it's like if you yeah like if you have that that talk the talk i'm gonna attract yeah like i get it i get the personality type you're it's talking good about. but it's overrated you don't need to be no, that person you don't need to be that person and you don't need to be a good networker networker to and have that personality you can be a good networker in, in other, other ways 100 percent. would you all talk about that yeah later. and i like totally agree with that and yeah because appearances and talk don't prove anything. Like mm. action is more important, and that sub. I think that might be an underrated skill, oh, and yeah. maybe a skill that we don't look at like growing. And like, if you kind of suck at taking action, it's like, oh, like that's major. That's probably the first place <laughs> to address. I'm like, if you, if that's you, and you're like, I noticed that. If you just focus on taking yeah. action, that's it. Like just everything will change. Everything yeah. will change, and if you. Because with this, and I mean, here we are moving into the underrated. That's fine. I feel like too overrated is enough. Of like the they examples. might pop up later they anyway. <laughs> but um, and I just want to mention also with that loud and boisterous person, because a lot of the time, and not all the time, I'm saying a lot of the time, you'll like be like, wow, they're so amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to know them or you start to see them in their industry and you start to see what they're really like and you realize they don't have any of anything else. Like they're just tall. Yeah. And I want to also say like if you're that loud and boisterous person, <laughs> we've got to address this. People listening and they're loud and boisterous. They're like, hey, girls. You're I just am like- loud and boisterous. Yes. I you am are that, that person in the room. Carla is that person. You, I would say you are that person in the room. I'm saying it's overrated. You don't need oh, to be that person in the room. I get it. I understand. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being that person in the room. But you're saying you don't need to be like I'm that. I'm saying you don't okay. need to be like that. And I th- th- I'm saying that we overrate that trait yeah that's so true wow they're amazing wow they're so confident and maybe that's like charismatic behavior like you know that charisma like because i think that is such that's quite a hard thing because when there's so much magic like this it's it is overrated it's an amazing trait Mm -hmm. if you're charismatic like boom like own it own it love Love it. it and i mean i know like it's good to be honest. I'm honest with my shortcomings. I'm honest with my good, good things. Comings. Good comings. <laughs> yeah, shortcom English shortcoming. <laughs> First language not so good. Uh, maybe I should try another one. Uh, but yeah, I know when me and you, Carla, are in a room at an event. Like I know we just we can get people's attention, and it's not like we're not flaunting anything. Like we don't it's show. Not, it's not it's like not being flirting. over the top. It's no, not that. it's just that we are intriguing i don't i don't know what i don't even know if intriguing is the word i think we give people attention yeah i think we yeah that's we i think we genuinely want to talk to people and then i think because we have a warm energy Mm -hmm. i don't think it's about intrigue and i think it's like sisters (laughs) and people don't come up to us actually we have to no we go up to them which hello action that is a step yeah and then it's like you know when you see other people talking, so people mm. will see us talking, and then they're like, "Huh, memorable two sisters mm. at an event that might be majority men, mm. not that many women." Mm. You just stand out, and that's where we have, you know, noticed. Okay, this is weird. Like every event we go to in the business world, like we seem to like mm. get all these. We make so many new friends, which yes. is so cool. Which yeah, and I think you know. Shane from Flipped Lifestyle. We yeah. were on their podcast last week. And, you know, he talked about this. He said, like, you have this, like, you, us being sisters is part of our brand and yeah. people want to know about it. They want to they want to talk to us about it. So, yeah, it is that. It is that. And, and we're also, like, 
we're open and yeah. we're inclusive and we're accepting. Yeah, so that's where like so why people don't feel we, safe around and, us. Like, why don't we talk about that? Like here we are at networking. I think it is, you know, like people do talk about it. It could be overrated, it could be underrated. I think it's an underrated skill. Networking. I think networking mm. and relationship building can lead to the most amazing magic and uh, progression towards your goal. If you, yes, again, if you just pick one thing, if you pick networking, watch everything unfold. Well, the thing is, if you just pick one thing, you're already taking action. Yeah, so, as you're well. picking two so you're picking two things. things. Uh-huh. Uh, I love this so much. And I'm going to give an example of, you know, when, when, we put ourselves out there and it was kind of scary oh. and it was this this thing where we were like, oh, let's do this and see what happens. Like they might say no, they might say yes. Like I remember we were in Sydney and uh, we realised that Chris Ducker, who oh, yeah. we went to his event in the Philippines twice, he was in Sydney as well. And we were just fresh. We hadn't gone we to hadn't his events We hadn't even gone yet. to his event yet. Like we knew we had bought, yeah. like we we were going to go. He was in Sydney and I was like, we should message him. We should have a coffee. This is a year and a half into business. Like we have no idea what we're doing. But I was just like, we should do that. We should build up this I relationship. That. And I'm, I think I messaged him on Instagram or Facebook or something. And I was like, hi, just seen you in Sydney. <laughs> like, I remember. And can I say this all happened while we were on, we were on the bus to Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then I was like, we have this, you know, this three hour time where we can catch up with him and his wife. Yeah. Hers. And they were like, yeah, why not? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Another example. Great example. We're in New York City. Oh, my God. We're not in New York very often, right? No. And we had messaged Joshua Rosenthal. We told him we're coming to New York. He's the founder of um, IIN, the school that we studied at. And we messaged him. We're like, we're going to be in New York. Like, it'd be so cool if we could catch up. He wasn't going to be in New York. At no. all. And we were like, oh, it's all right. Win some, lose some. But then we got a tour of the national office yeah. and like met the other people. It was amazing. And then that same night we get yeah. a message from Joshua saying, plans have changed. I'm in New York. And we're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So we're like running across New York meeting Joshua yeah. and his amazing partner, Alex. This would have only happened because we reached out yeah. and said, we are going to be here. We would love to meet you. Yeah. We would love to catch and up. And this has happened so many times. So not just networking events. No. It's like make it's the like networking create event. them. And, yeah. and don't be afraid of rejection. Don't be afraid of the no. And it's like what's the best that could happen? Yeah, yeah they say yes and you have this memorable time. What's and the worst that could happen? You get a no via email? And it's uh, like, yeah, it doesn't delete. hurt. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> next time. Yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, – Sometimes we really let our fear and our egos get in the way of that. And I mean, God, we do that in so many things, like dating as well and like yeah. and going for the job promotion or anything. It's like you fear the rejection, you fear the no, therefore you don't even try. You don't even give yourself the opportunity. It's because like in those moments I can reflect and I can even look back like at like past Carla and Emma and be like, Wow, you were you had some guts like past me and you. I know. Because we didn't, which was a lesson we actually learned that same evening. Like we, mm-hmm. we very much saw everyone as equal. Yeah, like, and I, I think it's crazy. Yeah, it's, and I think we shouldn't think that. Yeah, we had some guts because no, who says like we weren't big enough or ready enough? No, to, but like, we. I know that like. If I was yeah. to like maybe even like bring myself to me now, yeah. like I think yeah. I would be more afraid now. Yeah, true. How funny. Like why was I less afraid then? But maybe you should like bring, it, bring, back. Back. bring it back. Little car. 
bring back little Carla, <laughs> little <laughs> fire, fiery Carla. So networking, underrated, totally. totally. And not just in a networking event sense or like if you're at an event, I'm like make the networking event happen to you. And I think this links perfectly to conversation. Mm. I think conversation is a – is it underrated or do people know that good conversation is important? Mm-hmm. It's not a skill we learn at school I'm gonna or say, at uni. I'm going to say it's not cultivated. I would say it's rated, it's probably overrated, and it's probably both. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's both. both. I, I don't. I think you know it's it's something where maybe the things that p- we might all think leads to good conversation is like they're the overrated things mm. like okay let's talk of, about them like eye contact nodding oh, yeah. active, uh, listening. active <laughs> listening like that's overrated yeah. for the art of conversation yeah. i think and i mean yeah i naturally now do that because it's been drilled into me but also that <laughs> is a way that you probably listen yeah and because exactly i'm gonna just put it out there that Probably, if Emma's eyes were darting around the room looking at something oh shiny, gosh. that you wouldn't be listening. And to I've me. felt that before when I'm like not into a conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, bored. I can't do Don't this. Me. Like my eyes won't stay focused. I'm you're about to yawn. My oh eyes my are glazing God. over. This is terrible. <laughs> Come on, Emma, focus, focus. Oh crap! What are they talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. And yeah, like, but it's like you have to have conscious energy yeah. around your conversation and. What is the most yeah. important? The listening. Exactly. And so, I mean, we both listened to that TED Talk. Yeah. Who was I it with? I can't remember. can't remember. It was a great <laughs> TED Talk. I think if you just Google TED Talk conversation. conversation. Uh, and it was like a 15-minute one on how to have better conversations. And the key thing was that we all need to listen better. Like that was the takeaway really. Yeah. And it's like listen and then respond but don't necessarily – this is what I think mm. I do a lot – respond from your experience. It's like, you know, like – someone sharing something about their lives mm. and then you're like oh yeah that happened me to too. me too but it's like actually just respond however without bringing yourself into it yeah well, maybe straight away anyway. yeah i liked um that example i liked this part of the ted talk when they were talking and it was yeah so listen and then respond and your response could be like so why did you feel that way or like, ah. so tell me how you felt then. So like a further So it's question. like a further. It's like, oh, I can really – I understand that. Um, is this what you meant? And like so it's yeah. like saying that. Or But yeah, what I really took away from it was like, why do you think you feel that way? Or like what did that feel like? Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting thing. Did you notice I did that to you yesterday? We're having a conversation in the morning. And what? I was like, why do you think you feel this way? And it, like, fixed your situation. <laughs> Pretty much all my problems are fixed because of calm. <laughs> yes, yes. Did you notice what I did? Yeah, you were just so <laughs> amazing. Thank you, sister. Uh, but, yeah, no, oh so I quite like that. So it's like how can you delve deeper Wait, into say the it conversation? Again. So you're telling me something that's happening. La, la, la. La, la, yep. la, la, la. I'm like, so why do you think you feel that way? Oh, yeah. So it, like, allows the – it's like a psychologist, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah, like, I'm a psychologist pretty much. <laughs> not. It's like you're – 
you're asking me a question to delve deeper into yeah. my well, what's like, going and yeah, on. it depends what you're telling me about. But basically, you've just told me a, a thing, a thing that's happened, an event in your life. He and said, I'm struggling. She, he said, she said, yeah. I'm a bit sad, and I blah 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 blah. Yeah, you've just told me the what, and I'm like, okay, well, why do you think you feel yeah, that way? What? Why? Like why? Yeah, yeah. Like, and then it's like us. Then it's allowing more space for you yes. to think and reflect, and and then you know what? That's going to create a deeper connection mm. with you and the person you're talking to because you are allowing space for them Mm. you're like as someone some like many other people would say you're holding space which (laughs) i would never say i don't hold space but you're allowing i'm just allowing giving offering and i'm here yeah and you're present and i think uh it's it's like it gives them an opportunity to show their truth Mm. and like to be vulnerable Mm. and what creates connection is vulnerability Vulnerability. so yeah amazing conversation wall like Mm. it's very powerful Mm. and very underrated but also overrated yeah and I think another interesting thing about conversation is like yeah just take a note of your conversations and see how the other person's responding to you. Like, what does it feel like when you're talking to this person? Like, does it feel connected or does it feel disconnected? Uh, Are you reacting or are you responding? And just like do some reflection because I know like me and you, Emmy, when we're present with like someone else, like if we have a third Mm. person with us and we're like genuinely interested in them, Mm. we're asking them questions, we're listening, like all floodgates uh oh, okay. I know it's crazy. and me and you will sometimes be like, whoa, like we just met you, like, and you've told us like all of this, yeah. But it's because we're present and we're there with them, and we're yeah. like, we're he- we're just here to listen. Like we don't have any answers for you, and I mean, but it's it's interesting as well. I think, you know, I I get that, and it's such a magical thing. But sometimes I also feel that. I feel conversations can be really one-sided mm. where, you know, you're with someone who just wants to talk about themselves and then I feel really unheard yes. and I'm like, far out, that person just talked about themselves and like, yeah, maybe I've made them feel good but now I feel crap. Yeah, no. So it's like it needs, it needs to, be to be balanced, two-way. right? Well, conversation is a two-way yeah. street. So it's like, so what about like, you know, that advice is great but like what about if you have something to add, like mm. talk which is just like, mm-hmm. you know, your stuff? Well, this is another underrated uh skill which i think is assertiveness yeah true and the reason why i think it's underrated is because i think it is mm, like drilled into our society especially with women oh she's assertive she's a b-i-t-c-h and also it's like you don't want to be the center of attention almost it's like you you don't want to be you don't want to be told that you're assertive and and also i think in australia it's like you know you don't you don't want to be that arrogant you know that's like it's tall poppy like you don't want to be that like boom standing up you don't here's the things you don't want to be you don't want to be labeled bossy you don't want to be laden you don't want to be labeled like oh she's got great leadership skills like the way that they say you know oh she's yeah she's the born leader well she's a real alpha woman like this is the kind of things that are talked about i know if you are that assertive person if you put yourself into a conversation if you say you know what i'm gonna tell you about my day now yeah like, when you're and i'm gonna it, it's like we've been taught that we need stay quiet to stay quiet but it's we only speak when we have been given permission or asked to talk or you put your hand up yeah oh my god <laughs> it's like stop putting your hand up you Just speak talk. yeah 
Or you put yourself in there. And that's from, I know that's from Cheryl Sandberg. Sandberg. Uh, what's the book? Lean, Lean in. in and Far Out. What an amazing book. Eye-opening book for both Carla and I. And, I mean, as, like, Carla, you are naturally very assertive. I'm an alpha woman. You are an alpha. <laughs> like, but actually, you are. Like, it's like, yeah, you hang out with Carla. Like, it's like she is a natural-born leader. And, yeah, that's an amazing skill. It's an amazing skill. And I'm going to say that... It's a very underrated skill, not just in probably it's more rated in society when like around people. It's also underrated in society, as I was saying before, when you are called labels. It's very much underrated within. Yeah, true. Because you want to hide it. Yeah. You want to be like... I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Especially when you like enter like the world that we entered, which is Mm. like hard space business. Like we, you know, we entered that like accidentally. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And then we're like, like, oh, we're we're nothing like that. that. Like we're nothing like that. Um, We've, yeah, follow your freaking heart. Stay aligned. Do it. It's a great idea. And we are all for that. Follow your bliss. We are so aligned to our hearts. But I'm not, we're not the picture-resque follow your heart business people we're very different i don't like that yeah and that's just our personal i mean yeah follow your heart be a heart-led business but like i don't need all the other stuff that comes of it we don't need to look the part like of of what of the stereotype of what you would think it would look like and so i think you know when we stepped into this world i dimmed it down yeah you did and also i think um it's confronting for many people Mm. And, but I would also say, and then you feel that, you sense that, yeah, and you're I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. not quite right. <laughs> no, but it's like you shouldn't be sorry. You just need to make sure, and all of us need to make sure that we do the things that are the yeah. good things in a way that does not offend or try yes. not. I mean, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. like it's like, God, how if we think about that all the time, like trying not to offend, we wouldn't step out of the house and mm-hmm. we wouldn't say a word because literally – I feel like everything we do and say can offend. Yeah, of course. But you also need to speak your truth and be who you are yes. and not worry so much about that. In the moments that. where assertiveness and leadership uh, comes across as rude and mm, snarky mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, angry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is not the truth. No, exactly. And so it's like, like that's it actually, you need, to, like, you need to step back. Yeah. Like it's actually, and I'll say that from personal experience of me being that person. Yeah. It's not my truth. That's not how I want to lead yeah. or how I want to be. No. It's that some external factors impacting me and then I'm letting it impact me and yes. I'm reacting to the thing in a, in toward you, which I didn't mean to. Yes. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's funny because I feel like I am surround, literally surrounded by people who uh, have this, who have this amazing assertiveness, which is a great skill, but then also let that happen. You and Damiano, <laughs> dad, it also falls into that yeah. category. And like the great skills and like my favorite people on the world, right? But like, it's like, geez, like mm-hmm. you get, when you get on that side of someone who does let that little like boom. Yeah, to the people that they love the most. And I'm like, and because I'm so ultra freaking sensitive, which man, like, you know, underrated, underrated, but also annoying. (laughs) 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 Ah, why am I so sensitive? But also totally underrated, Carl's 100% underrated. And something, a trait in people, and I'll say a skill, (laughs) empathy, sensitivity, amazing skill, 
that you, again, hide down because you're ashamed of it. I actually Googled before this conversation most underrated skills. Number one was empathy. Empathy, 100% it is because it's a trait that I know that I've had since I was just – I'm born like that. A baby. Yeah. It's, it's something <laughs> – She ap- cries, I cry. <laughs> yes, Sam. I can't handle it. Uh, but it's something that I have been absolutely ashamed of and I've hidden it for so – tried mm. to hide it and – even today, like when it comes out, it's like natural for me to be like, why am I like that? Like mm. I put myself down about it. Mm. Like why do I get offended? Like why am I like so mm. – and it's like it's something I do need to work on because, yeah, sometimes I probably don't need to be offended. But it is something that is also amazing. But then that's the thing. It works both ways with the two examples that we provided with like assertiveness and empathy. Yeah. Like we both we both said, you know, I do need to work on that. Yeah. You know, that trait gets over. Yeah. Like it, it, that trait can overtake me. Yes. And hide my truth. Yes. And when you're more when you're easily offended or when you're yeah. overly offended, like yeah. when and you know Oh god when yeah. you know you're like, Oh, I know I'm being this. Yeah. That trait isn't overtaking you. Yeah. Like the it's not you, it's yeah. the trait. It's the reaction. Yeah. So instead of responding, I'm reacting yeah. and therefore I'm not being present. Yeah. I'm not like connecting. I'm letting my emotions take over. Yeah. Instead of being like, okay, just take a breath here, mm. take a moment, get centered, get present. Mm. Maybe go for a five-minute walk and then come back yeah. to this. Oh, wow. Mm. Well, that's an underrated we skill, right? That. I think that's an underrated skill. What, unpacking our issues? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. And meditating. Oh, <laughs> yes. Definitely underrated, guys. If oh you need God. help meditating, come and see us. Uh, we'll help you. So more underrated skills. One thing I mm. think uh, that we talked about this morning was organization and oh time management. Gosh. I know it's actually a rated skill. Like if you were in a job interview and someone was like, what are your what are your strengths? And you were like, well, I'm really organized. It's a really common thing mm. to say that you are. But are you? <laughs> are you really, really organized? Are you sure you're organized? Are you Carla organized? <laughs> what level organized? Because, like, I want to see it. No, I think um, sometimes we can feel like we are organized in that we add more, more, more. And I'm just going to put it on a list. And now I feel organized. But I wonder if there's a better way of doing it. I wonder if there's a better way of organizing it. Because I think sometimes we think busy equals successful. And yeah. I think that we also think that feeling uh, organized in our busyness equals successful. Yeah. But it's, how it's interesting. not. It's not like how much you have on your list and how well organized that list is. It's like, how are you doing the list? How are you doing the list? And how can you do the list better? And that's a consistent mm. always looking at how you can do things a little bit better, a little bit more efficient. A little bit more joyful. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing. Like why is it important to be organized? Because it allows more joy in your day-to-day mm-hmm. uh, actions and also it reduces stress. And I think that is another underrated thing. Stress management so important. Yeah. If we cannot manage our stress and our thoughts – Everything is compromised. Yes, and we didn't say control your thoughts. We didn't say stop your thoughts. We said manage your thoughts. And this is a consistent practice and a forever practice of managing the thoughts. And the way and the tool that you do so will be different for everyone, but it's like find your thing and ensure that you do it. It's like, okay, for Carla and I, it might be yoga Pilates, Mm. ensuring that we're moving every day, like Mm – 
like moving that energy, getting away from whatever is stressing and taking that me time. Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, that ev- we all need to do that. We all need to connect to ourselves so we don't let the stress and the overanalyzing mm-hmm. or overthinking take over. Yeah, and I th- it's this whole like it's this noticing of. That's the whole practice. It's like a aw- it's awareness. Yeah. Of um <laughs> like how we came up with a new thing, noticing of. Yeah, that's also called awareness. Cool. Uh so <laughs> it's like awareness of your thoughts, like looking, like noticing the thoughts. And it might take you a little while to notice the thought that is harming you. Mm. So say for example, a thought that would harm me in the past, sometimes it comes back is like I'm so fat. I'm so fat. Why did I eat that? I feel bad now. I need to go work out. I need to go work out for this many hours, blah, blah, blah. Another thing that would be a thought, I have so much work to do. I'm so overwhelmed. How am I ever going to get this done? I have no idea how to do this. I don't even know what I'm doing. Why am I even doing this? Like, I I was so unproductive today. That was the worst day ever, et cetera, et cetera. Like, those are the kinds of thoughts that I would have quite often. Mm. Uh, Not so much the first one. The second one about my day. I'm like, I'm so busy. I'm so stressed. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, That's why (laughs) being organized is top of my list, right? And I have many processes and systems and a team to help me do everything. Thank you, team. <laughs> Thank you. You are amazing. Yeah. So, like, it's the first step is realizing you're thinking those thoughts. Yeah. And being like, that's a thought. Is it true? Like, using yeah. Byron Katie's yeah. tool. Is it true? Is it, true? Is it really, is it really true? true? Oh. And how do I act when it's true? Oh my gosh, how do I act when it's true? <laughs> how would I act if it wasn't true? Yeah. Oh my gosh, such a easy, amazing tool <laughs> that we can bring out through like so much so many different times that mm-hmm. do stress us out but yeah, yeah. But stress and thought management definitely underrated and again I think it's in a way stress is overrated because so the more true. stressed you are the more oh wow you're stressed today good job so you must busy be really so amazing important. so <laughs> successful uh we have a list here I'm going to just have a little yes. gaze I've got at the top discipline Oh, my gosh. Great one. And one I think, especially in the world of, I don't know, is it entrepreneur? Like, I mean, entrepreneurs, like, they love the term discipline, but they also are like, try everything. Get shiny objects. Like, they really really put uh, this, like, this is how entrepreneurs are. We get bored and then we try all the things. Mm. And I think people, like, really overrate that trait. And I don't actually think it's a trait in that many it, people it's overrated <laughs> it is overrated and it's it's funny i think as an entrepreneur you read about it and you think oh yeah that's me but yeah. actually when you are super passionate about what you do when you find the thing mm. that isn't just driven by money mm. let's be honest mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs are driven by money yeah. and i think that's why they get attacked by the shiny syndrome yeah. like you know the they're like oh more money ooh, over ooh, there ooh. Ooh, more money whereas over when you're connected through uh, your heart to what you're doing it's different. You're mm-hmm. so focused when you're that passionate and that driven to create a change in whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. You are so there and you are disciplined. Yeah, the idea with discipline is uh, there's always going to be that little level of resistance to when you want to make a change. Uh, and in yogic philosophy, we call this tapas, which is it can be translated to discipline. But the yogic scriptures say that it is normal to not want to do it. Yes. It's very normal to not want to do your yoga. 
It's very normal to be like, I don't want to get on the mat. Yeah, and it's normal to be like, I don't want to do business today. And it's easier to mm. be like that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's This is why not everyone is doing it yes. because it's easier it's, to sit on the couch. It's easier not to do it. Yeah. Of course. So, But the, to, to know that you're going to feel that, like yeah. to, to realise, oh, this is the practice. The resistance. Like I'm supposed to feel this. They told, they said thousands of years ago, they said I was going to not want to do it. Yeah, they said the resistance is, is like a it. part of it and then you overcoming the yeah. resistance is showing up being disciplined mm. is part of the magic. Mm-hmm. So it's like literally if you like get on the mat for one minute, you're yeah. winning. And then it's <laughs> and then it's like, you know, in times where we feel that resistance and it can feel really hard, instead of thinking this is really hard, think this is right. Like I'm supposed to be feeling yeah, this. This is a not this is a yeah. part of it. And then make your next step overcoming it and the more it. you overcome it the more uh normal overcoming the resistance will yeah, be I love the that. more you'll it'll become a process it'll become a pathway a in your natural, brain a it'll be thing. like idea resistance do I love and it. um the artist the artist's way uh, the war the, war, the, war, the art of war art of, the water war, the war of art, art. Stephen Pressfield. Yeah, he talks about resistance yeah. and he talks about how it is supposed to be there. And the only way to find your muse is when you get past the resistance. Yes. It's like, yeah, then the muse will show up. Uh-huh. Then the, it'll flow and it'll be magic. But the resistance will come back. Yeah, don't don't think it's gone forever. It comes back. Yeah, oh, I love that book so much. Me too. Highly Such recommend. an easy book to yeah, read. Yeah, it's great. Very inspiring. I read it in the airport like once. Like, I was Beautiful book. Yeah, I think I remember. I was like, you need to read this. And you're yeah. like, okay. I read it. <laughs> I was like, okay, crazy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love her. Uh, I think this one has like two, being realistic but also having the goals, like, you know, like yes. having the self-belief and yeah. like believing. Dreaming. Yeah, dreaming, having the dream. I think they're both overrated and underrated. I like it. <laughs> and, of course, this is – the idea of life there's always two sides yeah like we can say it's underrated you might think it's overrated but yeah. that's always and it is always going to be that way yeah. it's going to be overrated somewhere it's going to be underrated somewhere yeah, so true but yeah i like this too being realistic it's important because sometimes we can uh i guess be deluded be like yeah exactly and we've been deluded before oh my gosh 100 percent. i like let's give like a really obvious example so just in case people don't know what we're talking about okay i want to be a famous singer (laughs) like that's delusional that is because i sing very flat (laughs) Mm, i actually did want to be a singer when i was like what 15 yeah and like actually that could have been realistic because Mm. what did you do you signed up for singing lessons. Yes. You went in musicals. You practiced. Mm. You put your hand up. You volunteered yeah. to be on the stage. Yeah. Like, actually, that could have been realistic mm. if you stuck to it, if you were disciplined, disciplined if you took action, yeah. all these things. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, if you are not willing to put in the effort, no. not willing to learn, then you've got to be realistic and think, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be a famous singer. And I think also being realistic, you know, we could also touch on like stoicism here too Mm. it's like yeah okay uh i can dream big but in reality 
you know, there's so many possibilities of everything going wrong, Mm -hmm. of it not working. And sometimes it's a good idea to be in touch with that reality Mm. because then you can create this this other plan just in case. Yeah, I actually shoot for the moon, but if you get on the stars, whatever that thing is. Yeah, make sure you have a contingency (laughs) plan, I think. And in a way, and we talked to our friend Jocelyn about this the other day, from Flip Lifestyle. Well, we've mentioned them twice. Uh, and she was saying like a great thing to do is to write down what would you do if the worst case scenario happened. And I know Tim Ferriss does this as yeah. well. And it's like, yeah, what would I do if um, my business just failed today and like everything yeah. was pulled out from underneath me? Like what would I do? Let's come up and with, come plan up with right a plan right um, I'd probably just get a job in a cafe because yeah. I love I working love in hospitality. hospitality. I feel like we could get a job in the same cafe and like we would just like have the best time ever. And then we'd be like, hey, we should open a cafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we would do that. I bet you anything. Um, but I love Mary Body and it's going so well. Uh, but nothing is permanent, right? Nothing is permanent. So – yeah, I think that's a great idea. So being realistic, coming up with worst case scenarios, not dwelling in the worst case no. scenario, but then also having the idea of what's the best that can happen, and also, which is this dreaming yes, mentality. And then believing that anything is possible mm. because I honestly, I believe that it is, that anything is possible. Even when we go through our own set of adversities, mm. we we are born into whatever world we are born into. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be an opportunity. And I know, yes, there is a thing called privilege and there is a thing where you get born into a life that mm. it it appears easier. But everyone's set of problems is just there but different, you know. Yeah, like course. we can't compare everyone's problems. Yeah. We all go through hardships. This is about – this is a thing – that happens to each and every human. Yeah, everyone of co- like life is filled with adversity, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that is a given because death is one of the um, what do they call it? Uh, one of the promises of life. Yeah, like everyone is going to die. That means everyone around you is going to die, which means you're going to lose a loved one. Hello, adversity. Can I read out a quote that we just talking now that we're just find talking it. about? Yeah, I'm going Google to find it because I really liked it and I took a Get screenshot. It. Oh, she took a screenshot. And it's just about dying. Where is it? It's from couldn't Mark be a get, Manson. Couldn't be a Get Merry episode without talking about death. <laughs> I know, right? It's from Mark Manson. Everything is F bleep. A book about hope. Mm-hmm. That was the F word, by the way. I don't know if that worked out. Uh, and it says this. If I worked at Starbucks, instead of writing people's names on their coffee cup, I'd write the following. One day, you and everyone you love will die. And beyond a small group of people for an extremely brief period of time, little of what you say or do will ever matter. This is the uncomfortable truth of life. And everything you think or do is but an elaborate avoidance of it. We are in sequential cosmic dust, bumping and milling about on a tiny blue speck. We imagine our own importance. We invent our purpose. We are nothing. Enjoy your effing coffee. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And, like, it's true, right? <laughs> I think what that it's allows us to untrue. do. It's true and it's untrue. But what it allows us to do is not to get so stuck Caught on up. all the BS. Mm. I mean, yeah, get we can get connected to a purpose that creates it, a higher a higher good. It's the whole idea of everything matters and nothing matters. Yes. So you It's decide, a paradoxical truth. You decide what matters. And you can decide that all that tiny little BS that's annoying you doesn't have to matter. Yeah. You can decide that any email that you just got that made you mad doesn't have to matter. And 
wow, would that reduce suffering and make mm. whole life a whole lot enjoyable? You can decide that that goal that you've had conditioned into you doesn't matter. Yeah. You can let go of this stuff. Yeah. It's like it's like if we stopped and reflected and realized, oh, yeah, we're just dust, like we're just here for a little while, for nothing is permanent. Like, okay, what can I eradicate from my life that will create more joy in the moment, more mm-hmm. joy in my present? Like mm-hmm. really, like we should all be obsessed with the present, but we're not. No, we're obsessed with the future. Yeah, it's weird, right? Or the past. <laughs> it's very weird. This is the moment that... Yeah, it it is the only one. I read, I read this quote and it was so good. And I was like, I've never been present in my tomorrows. And I was like, true. <laughs> you know? Mic drop. It's like, oh my God. Like, yeah. How true. Oh All my your God. yesterdays. Oh like, my God. You know, you can never be there. And we are so good at making up the past. <laughs> imagining this elaborate past we are so good at remember thinking that back then was the good old days and back then was better or even back then was so bad and my suffering and now i cannot get through that i, I, I will never how can i be the how same can I be, how can how i, can I, I be go happy? on and um you actually can yeah you can you can you, here you, you can go. you can but you can. of course it takes work and of course there are things that are difficult and yeah. awful and worst and the worst thing I, ever, the worst thing ever can happen to mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. But if you are still breathing and walking and on this planet and experiencing today, yeah, there is hope there. Well, I think, you know, we listen, here's another podcast, we listen to a TED Talk, <laughs> forget her name, about resilience. And I mean, yeah, one of the worst possible things happened to her she lost a daughter Mm -hmm. i i imagine one of the absolute worst things that could happen if not the i think i think the in the show they said that the statistically it is the worst losing losing a child is the most amount of time to grieve and all of that and yeah they said i think the average time is five years of grieving oh my gosh and of course that's freaking it's there's just, no work. Yeah, you can't even there's no explanation yeah. of how it would feel yeah. unless you've experienced yeah. it. Yeah. And she was a resilience expert and then all of a sudden her world flipped mm. and she was on the other side of like how mm. do you be resilient mm-hmm. in this adversity, this mm. horrible truth that is her reality now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what did she say, you know? It was like you don't let the pain and the loss consume your life. Yeah. And therefore, like, what was going to happen if she did that? She would not show up as the mother to her two surviving children, yeah. her two living children. Yeah, I think there was three things yeah. that she suggested. I actually can't remember the first I one. I think one of the ones, it was talking about gratitude, but it was more like was more noticing like, the good. It was, she, and she said it was like hunt for the good. Yeah, hunt like, for the good. Like, look for the good. The third one was, uh, is this is this helping or harming yeah. me? That was the question yeah. to ask. And that's specifically with the thoughts. And we can go back to our thoughts with like, you yeah. know, being aware and not even just aware, ask the question, is this helping or harming me? Like if I let this thought keep, you know, running, yes. con- getting like, if I let this thought take control of my mind and my moment, is it going to help me yeah, or is it going to so harm true. me? And I mean like all hands up, right? Like I 100% know us as humans, there is – some area in our life where we let the thoughts run rampant. Oh, my gosh, I mean, we might be more able to express our thoughts in certain areas. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to stop and reflect and be like, okay, well, where do I not 
where do I let the thoughts control me mm-hmm. and go crazy? And where am I good at it? Okay, I can bring that that good stuff over to this stuff where I struggle. Yeah, I think sometimes we think that we have to stay a certain way or yeah. that we are stuck like that or we – I've always been that way, so I'm always going to be that way. Yeah. But that's not the case. We, we can, can change. change and we yeah. can learn and we can, you know, um, create a better a, – a life with less suffering. Like we can. Yeah. Uh. We need to shut up now. I know this podcast, this podcast, but I loved it. I love this chat so much, and I hope you guys did too. And if you have any questions, comments, if you have feedback, a skill to add to our list, oh my god, there's a billion and one others. Please right? tell us. But also, if you do have a topic idea ever, reach out, get in touch, tell us your idea. We would love to hear it. Otherwise, have an amazing day, and we will chat to you soon. Bye bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details.